Thrones, Thrones, Game of Thrones, Thrones, Game of Thrones. We bought a Game of Thrones. We bought a Game of Thrones. God, did we buy a Game of Game of Thrones? We bought a Game of Thrones. We bought a Game of Game of Thrones. Game of Last episode. We bought them. We bought them. We bought them all. That's this is the new spin-off. All right, I have a quick question. So I haven't been here for the other ones of these. Do you guys do this every time? Four out of six, and I'm running out of like ways to say. Yeah, wow. That's why we just we get kind of lazy with it today and just started saying Game of Thrones for all the beats. It's fine. This is a podcast that promotes bravery, and you can only do that by being brave yourself. So good singing, guys. You could say that we are. The ghost. You could say that this of is, podcasts, this and is that people a, often forget about us, including the people who are listening to us. People as people closest speak. to us. <laughs> yes. Well, we're here one last time, guys. We did it for the final episode of Game of Thrones. I can't believe I'm never going to see you guys again after this. <laughs> yeah. When I say I'm moving to the beach, I'm actually just going to drive into the ocean, and you'll never yeah. hear me You're again. You're just riding into the woods. <laughs> I am the Jon Snow. No, I'm like the fourth wildling that like behind Jon. I'm like that person exploring a new territory. I'm a child. I'm just going to go west until I get to the end of this flat earth. I did like where she was like, what if we just try to do more? We go further. (laughs) What if this not the last episode? (laughs) It is, though. They're not doing any spinoffs to like the main show. They'll do prequels. Or like things across, way across the ocean. I think, yeah, I mean, we already have like the, the long night that one we'll see like Naomi Watts. the builder and yeah i guess naomi watts is she's apparently gonna she's do it. something in it you we know really who's know not naomi watts anyone on the mics of this episode okay <laughs> i'm <laughs> earnest good segue how do these usually go it's a little looser these, these go good <laughs> i am harry sayer so I'm Drew. I'm here for this one. Whoa, so Drew. Yeah, he's. If there's any listeners out there that have only been tuning in <laughs> to the to special our episodes, Game of Thrones recaps, <laughs> you no may have no clue who I am. That Drew's actually the glue of the podcast. <laughs> the patriarch. Yeah, honestly, it's just me fan. and Ernest yelling at each other, and we don't have pauses without you. Yeah, and I'm you the bring the pauses. Tyrion? I don't know. I will say, most of the stuff that we yell each other about. Our brand being the king, mm. but in dragon form is what I usually. So they say. really gave a nod to that with Bran saying, "Maybe I'll work the fuck out of that dragon." Yeah, no, well, he, he he said, says, "I'll find I'll out. Find him. I'll look into it." Seems like a little little nod to I the think, internet thing. I think that it isn't a nod, but it's not doing fan service. Okay, no, so no, before we so, start, either. I just have to say this is a great episode. Yeah, this um, is a great. Well, it was it was a great episode, but it didn't need to be an hour and twenty minutes. They could have gotten the whole thing done in an, I, in, in an hour. See, I loved the excess. I loved the fat of this episode. I think it was a tonally a tonally insane episode that just was the most bonkers thing I've seen in a while. But it is also very satisfying, and I will take that at this point. Mm. Uh, Drew. <laughs> True. This well, is like what the third episode of well, Game of Thrones that you've no, ever seen. No, this is false. Uh, this is a falsehood. I've I've seen multiple seasons worth of Game of Thrones. Uh, it just the a lot first of few. a lot of it was five or six years ago, and then the ones that I've seen since then were like wildly out of order. What What was happening in those seasons that you did see? I mean, I remember the whole beginning. I remember Bran being broken. 
Oh, that, that yeah, that's which like is the episode that's one. That's the pilot, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, it all comes full cir- circle for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bran really—he looks different now. He looks like Clay Thompson, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he has the same vibe too. Where it's like this guy is like not here. You don't, like where is this guy? He's not there. But at the same time, he could put up fifty points for you in a half. Exactly. And you're just yeah. like okay. Yeah. And as all right, it, that's Bran. As it turns out, he will be the rightful throne to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> um. But yeah, I do we get many uh wheelchair guys in the NBA these days? Um if you watch the uh, certain type of Olympics. Um Drew and I were just making NBA references the entire last episode just talking about <laughs> we the north, you know, how are the Raptors doing right now? Mm-hmm. Just going in. Mm-hmm. Um as far as general take on this episode, uh I thought this was very good. I cannot speak to character continuity, however, it was beautiful looking. Uh, well shot, well directed by Benioff and Weiss, their first directing effort. They held yeah. the camera correctly. <laughs> and they held the line. It was, you, guys, it you guys, you do know the director doesn't actually hold the camera. Maybe Benioff and Weiss were like, let's throw a Dutch angle in there. And the DP was just like, we're no. not going to do that. Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> fucking okay. Um, but I thought it looked great. I thought the acting, as always, was amazing. Uh, I thought it was a great idea to give Dinklage the most speaking time Is of Is that your MVP? Yes. He's always been my uh, MVP. I think he's the best actor on the show, and they gave him more so, lines than anybody in the whole episode. I, I think that was the correct I want to build off of this point 100%. because for the longest time, Dinklage has been sidelined. Mm. And finally, on the very last episode of the show, we get him pulling through with essentially the – point of view I, of the entire episode it was really really smart to give that to peter dinklage like to kind of like end your show on this strong of an actor there's one thing I, before we get into the specifics of what happens i the one thing that struck me as like jarringly worse than the earlier seasons is the dialogue and it's it's not that it's dumbed down it is simplified greatly to me like it seemed like there were a lot more one syllable words than there were in the earlier the seasons. vocab has taken a and dip. it just it seemed less poetic and obviously that comes from not being directly based off of book lines but it in the earlier seasons it was almost as if they spoke in like iambic pentameter like it just was beautiful coming off their tongues and there were some lines in this that i thought i was like are they really speaking like it's a soap opera a like, lot a lot of that is yeah, dude. I mean, we've talked we about that a, exact same point. We really. about that. Just, well, but, I mean, the thing is that just Payoff and Weiss just aren't as good of writers as George R. R. Martin, just not. which exactly. very few people are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, that's a high fucking standard but here's, to hold yourself here's to. The, here's the take that I've been writing on the past couple weeks that I, I just I keep reiterating it is that George is the type of writer that just lets it flow through him mm. and he just writes whatever is happening with the characters and he lets the characters dictate what he's writing through his brain but Benioff and Weiss are writing exactly like any other TV showrunner would and they plot out these plot points in advance to, they're writing to move the story and they know yeah. when they sit down that these plot points need to happen because they have a whole board of index cards full of notes that need to happen in the story it's completely yeah. different on, than on, what George R. R. is doing in on his little Mac OS 2 or whatever. The yeah. fuck on, is that what you think he's on, That's what he's up to. <laughs> he's he's like, literally using a typewriter yeah. lit by candlelight. Right yes. Now when he's yeah. writing his and then and he's listening to Spotify on a Mac yeah. OS. Yeah, the show's kind of reached a more, we've said it a hundred times, more spectacle-based thing where I've just kind of considered a, a mildly dumb blockbuster made by Brockheimer or something like that. But uh, this was the kind of episode that 
really landed a lot of the stuff home for me, which I did not expect. Yeah. I really feel good about because it. Of, because of Tyrion, you think? Uh, I think because of Peter Dinklage specifically. Dinklage, yeah. I think that you gave... I mean, sometimes it got a little hokey, like Tyrion's "What did we learn today?" speech about like how far they'd come, but like he he kind of kept it in, and he really delivered it. He's and... a good fucking well, actor. No, so yeah. the thing He's is, so good is that this really worked on multiple levels because Peter Dinklage is such a great actor, and he's been so, Tyrion has been done some of the most stupid fucking things the last couple seasons. Like, think about Bad Plan last season, where he was just like, "Let's just capture a zombie and that was, bring him that back." That was also John's plan. It but wasn't it was all Tyrion's idea. John kind of Tyrion is the one who spawned this idea. Um, but I just wanted to say, like, I just think that this was a great episode for Tyrion because he really redeems himself, and you see some of that genius wit that he has about him. And he really accepts the fact that he made some terrible choices. Too. Yeah, no, I mean, that it was was up to it. he did that. He owned up to that. He also did a lot of stuff like heavy lifting of things that we needed before last episode, before we see Danny go full, like war criminal, like just eviscerating innocent people. He, he like kind of outlines like, yeah, you know, you can look at it from both ways. You can look at it as she's liberating these people, or you can look at it as like, she's freeing them to have to submit to her rule. Otherwise they will die. Think back to Marine with the scene of the masters. She literally butchered all of the masters. Like she's a person who, Throughout the entire show, she's been. That wasn't she that uses, was that literally her though. That was people that were following her. Yes, no, but that's what I'm saying is that she's always. But ruled she didn't with an, order that she's murder. Always ruled with an iron fist. She's always been a conqueror. Yeah, she's a conqueror. She's not a ruler. Which there's a difference. It it pays off in this final episode. The fact that like, oh, why would she stop at King's Landing? It doesn't. Of course, it, yeah. If she's a conqueror, that doesn't I, mean that I feel she like they would stop here. Shaded in that extra addendum to the uh, her plan could have been shaded in a little bit earlier than the final episode. Oh yeah, I, I agree oh, entirely with you. It, well, yeah. The last two episodes, the last two episodes has so many Daenerys like character developments, and I they just they fuck. The so thing hard. is, we talked that, okay. about this. We talked about this before that if we would have gotten more episodes. Yeah, if they then, would just made season seven okay. and season so, eight, so this wouldn't be well, a let's, problem. Let's just say, you know, this was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. That, but the six episode structure really, really, really crippled the season. And one good episode does not change the fact that this was a really weird, often weak season. It just because we knew that Danny was going to go bad doesn't mean that it made sense for it to happen so quickly in in Showtime. Maybe in inside the world, yeah. it made sense, but in terms of us actually like experiencing it. It was too fast. It seemed like we were watching a show where every episode was spaced out by like a few months, and I want to watch the show that happens in between. And it didn't that feel span. that way. When, when the episode started, I was really curious as to how they would portray Daenerys, like that character, after she's butchered a city. Like this is the this is like an escalation, like to like a, a deranged degree. And then you see her, and she's she's kind of gone full Darth Vader. I don't know. Just we will control the entire world. Like well, it's, it's a really, really, really crazy thing they is, do there. It is interesting the way, and I love the way that it was shot of uh, the way you see her in this army building around her because we've seen like almost a mirrored image of this shot in previous seasons, but it's always been used as this uplifting thing. Yeah, Think about whenever yeah. she frees the Unsullied and she's staying there and it's bright and orange and like it seems like she's actually doing something to free everybody and now you see the other side of it where she's ruling over Ash. It's all white. It's all pale and it looks more like a scene of like a communist dictator than it does look like a it's true the shot. The shot of the dragon behind her <laughs> yeah. flapping the wings... Drogon is just directly behind them. That was so good. 
Also, let's backtrack to the very beginning of the episode when it's Dinklage, when it's Tyrion, experiencing firsthand the fallout of all of the genocide. I thought that was really well, well done. So That's a I, great start. I enjoyed that because this is a series finale, and a lot of times, especially with what I've been hearing about the breakneck pace of this season, I wasn't expecting them to really take their time with some character work like that, and that was great. Um, yeah. it, it grounded the episode, and the things that followed were not necessarily always the most grounded, but there were elements within, usually in, involving Tyrion or Jon Snow, that... Uh, kept everything emotionally resonant i think i think kit harrington has been doing really great work the last couple episodes i did too and i wish the writing would match it i wish that i mean dude that's right i keep coming back to is that this is like the mvp season for the actors where they were just like you go out there you go get yourself a fucking franchise after this show because (laughs) you were gonna act your ass off hey we cannot write remember when remember when peter dinklage was in days of future past uh hey remember when he was in uh infinity war remember when he was a giant oh he was an elf (laughs) i went i actually i went to the bathroom during that i will say i will say Dude, Dinklage's beard is on point. Whenever we get the time and, jump after and Kid Harrington, Harrington, he's a little bit wiry. It's, Dinklage it's, has some shape wait, to his do fucking you mean, beard. Do you mean Jon Snow in like his prisoner phase of his oh, beard? Yeah, no, I'm talking he's about crusty. prisoner phase. He looks like <laughs> Robinson Robinson Crusoe. Like he looks crazy. He's daddy homeless Jon Snow. <laughs> he's just homeless Jon Snow at that. Point. Okay, so from that, you know, we're leading into the biggest thing that's ever happened in the history of Westeros. Bran fucking Stark, Doctor Bonnaroo himself is just knighted <laughs> as the king of Westeros. You know, I like it. I called this, and they paid off my call in two separate ways that didn't add up to anything regarding my actual call. But we did get a Drogon burning down the throne. Yeah, but he wasn't warged by Bran Stark, which was the failure on my point in terms of predicting and a ability. failure of the show for not having Bran warging exactly, <laughs> and Bran ending up as king of Westeros by democratic rule of yeah, sorts. Yeah, like it, I some sort was, of representative. Did you guys like the humor in there? So in that's a very I, serious episode. I want to talk up, about that. Uh, the humor of Sam creating How, the idea yeah. of democracy. And the, the first 30 minutes is like just living in the ash of a murdered city. <laughs> and then like there's like 20, 15 minutes in between. And then it's like them laughing at the idea of democracy and like like snigger. It's a really crazy and, episode. And Tyrion says it's only been a couple weeks. It's I, not like uh, it's been years or months. I, it's like, hey, yeah. you know. A week ago, we got burnt alive. It's been like they're still digging like for bodies. Three weeks and yeah, there's still on, rubble the all around. Yeah. <laughs> if I answer your question, yeah, I, I like the humor. I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I don't. It was weird. It's a very weird choice, but like I appreciate it just to like kind of. It, we needed some levity to that episode. Yeah. Up to well, that point. before, how did you guys feel about Daenerys's death scene, though? Like how it was. It acted? was very Romeo and Juliet. So yeah, it was, it was very yeah. very Shakespearean. Yeah. It looked beautiful. Uh, I thought that the the dialogue between them right before her death was uh, exceedingly weak. Yep. Uh, just and it's his, been that way for a so while. So the problem yes, is also Kit Harrington and Amelia Clark just do not have chemistry. <laughs> Good chance. I I will say, um, I did not 
expect him to stab her. That was a surprise for yeah, me. Yeah, that I see I enjoyed that, but Jon Snow and Jon Snow's acting in that scene was incredible. He uh, That's yeah, what I'm saying. You felt his emotion. Been, He's Harrington been great. But the last couple the episodes. clunkiness of what they were actually saying, it it was like fourth grade level speaking of like, but what how do you know what good is? We, oh, I know what good is cuz good is good. That's just the overall theme for this it, entire that, season. That that was the starkest difference between this and even like 3 seasons it's, ago I've seen some episodes. Can we, it's can so we think, annoying. Can we it's so think frustrating. Of, can we yeah. think of a moment this season or maybe going back to season seven that actually has quality, quality dialogue? No. Well, I, no there's some don't. things where there's some good dialogue. Like Tyrion had some great fucking monologues in here there's today. That is good but No, no. He, but, his acting is phenomenal, but listen to what he's to actually the saying. Read the words on a script. and like, just, <laughs> like, What did we learn with our Game of Thrones? There were battles won, <laughs> battles lost, people <laughs> fell and died. Now there are new people in charge. Yeah. Vote for Bran. And like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but then you see a tear rolling down his yeah. cheek. You're like, yeah, that's probably good. No, okay. So I didn't want, I didn't want to say, I, I, you guys are probably right. There's no good writing. This scene didn't break me up. I'm skipping ahead a little bit and we're going to have to backtrack. But the scene that affected me most emotionally was Kit Harrington and Maisie Clark saying goodbye. Maisie just, Williams. Maisie Williams. That, of, me dude, too. John and Arya, like that honestly because made of me like choked up. Like, both of them are just such great actors, but especially Maisie Williams is so fucking good. Like you can you tell, see the tears start to welt in her eyes. Like you can tell, she feels the weight of this show, of the magnitude of what Game of Thrones is. You know, uh, there's a couple times in here that this show kind of breaks the fourth wall in some small ways whether it's like trying to be meme or whatever or Cl- just the hound referenced cocaine bowl last season so they've been doing this it's exactly so Maisie pulling in that performance at the end there it's like it's not just Arya saying bye to john mm-hmm. it's Maisie saying goodbye to the show and yeah. and yeah. you yeah. feel that and it's not hokey and corny it's no, like yeah. wow like she's acknowledging the fact that this is the very last episode of this show and it somehow works with the character. It's insane. That's um, really quick. I don't know how long you guys go on these fucking things, but I'm just gonna like leave because <laughs> I can't. I can't provide enough. Right, You're dude, doing great. You're doing I've, great, Drew. I've said what I had to say. I really thoroughly enjoyed this episode while noticing shortcomings. Uh, I think that you guys, the audience at home, you might want to watch Game of Thrones. I don't know if you guys, you might just be tuning into no, the spoiler. No, no, no. This is what this is what you listeners need to do. If you have a loved one at home mm. that just watched the show for the first time tonight, like Drew did, kind of, just watch the show backwards. Just go all the way back, episode by episode, backwards order. Don't get season also, one spoiled watch it for you. Literally in backwards, like turn on turn on your computer yeah 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 and start playing rewind. it backwards in rewinded um, fashion you'll learn to like speak like satan and just start talking backwards in sentences and anyway <laughs> um making a tv show is really hard and especially when you have dragons <laughs> it's exceedingly hard when you have a zillion dollars to fuck with that doesn't make things easier that makes things harder that's a really common misconception having mm-hmm. money makes things harder uh to an extent uh and to petition to make them remake the season and all these things that are happening, like just just swallow it. If you don't like it, like I'm fine. Like I don't give a shit. But just deal with it. Like, also, it's, it's not, done. It's not that bad. Like exactly. I, I, I want to I say I've been, I've been harsher on this season. I think other people have. But like you know, this is 
a very very hard series to end because there's so much going on there's and a there's lot so and you know many what characters. I, I think for the most part the choices they made at this last episode felt right yeah yeah and it just just, just fr- yeah, framing the fr- framing the very last like, scene on the three starks feels like a right yeah, way to it, end this like, show going into this i know this episode you all said it was probably better than most episodes this season uh, but I was expecting like a train wreck from what I've been reading <laughs> everywhere on the whole fucking internet. And it was just like a slightly worse Game of Thrones. I get that other episodes this season sound like deeply flawed, but this this satisfied me. And I am the main person that they were aiming to satisfy yeah. person who has not watched <laughs> most of the show. So I'm going to leave. Uh, peace out. Bye, Drew. Never Bye, ever Drew. do Drew. a sub podcast without me again. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start my own. <laughs> It's going to be about Barry. Drew's dad. Bachelorette. So now we're going to bring on our next guest. We got D&D themselves. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Come on out (laughs) of here. Oh, oh, wait. They don't want to talk. They're they're hiding in the closet. They're they're sobbing right now. Like, they will not stop crying. See, that that nondescript location they were talking about was Disney World. (laughs) I got to say, you know. Hiding in their own backyard. Sorry to cut that short, but like, I... I don't know if the season worked in the end for me, but because I think D and D have some very specific uh, storytelling focuses and things to prioritize, that like kind of doesn't feel right. That said, I think they stuck this landing, especially because they probably had a lot of George's uh, direction going again. Not to sound so, like not to sound like a cult person following George R. R. Martin. But. No, but do you think that George R. R. George R. R. has brand sitting on the Iron Throne. Oh, yes. yes. 100%. 100%. For, That's what for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah. It's such a George move to just be like, well, because the whole thing, I mean, think, like, keep going back to, he like. He might change it now, though. Keep going back to, like, Crippled's Bastards and Broken Things. Like, what exactly that's meant. We've always used that as a symbol for John, But, mm-hmm. like, the whole thing with Game of Thrones this entire runtime has been subverting expectations. What bigger subversion that isn't fan servicey or anything else is having fucking Bran sit on the Iron Throne at the end. Bran was at the point where we were like, he has no idea where he is. Let's just when he is when he is. But now, I loved. I actually like clapped my hands whenever it was. Bran was just like, I've been waiting my entire life for this moment because also it's confirmation. Why did you think I came all this yeah. way? Such Why a power move, Bran. <laughs> such because that means he can't see the future. He literally knew that this he was just his didn't future. Didn't want to tell anybody, and he just chilled on this knowledge. That like, is he's just mind blowing. That's so pimp. Can we? Bran is Bran <laughs> and really Euron. I, I'm still saying Bran and Euron should have their own spinoff show. Best eyeliner in the game, <laughs> gang here. <laughs> God I want to I want to shout out a bunch of things that I really liked about this episode. Um just seeing Jamie and uh Cersei dead in the rubble really hit me and then later on when Brienne writes pages and pages about how Jamie was a good man even I, though he left her. I that, I, I didn't like that. Those two things tied together. It's like I okay. I can see why it's bad. I could see why it's not the best choice. It's just a weird ending for Brienne. But uh, I guess it is a weird ending for Brienne. She's really just writing about Jamie's ending instead of having her own ending. No, I think she does have a good ending because think about the end of the the show. She's on the king's table. Like she is. She is the king's. I mean, like I mean, like that actress's final like scene just on her own. 
I no, just like let's no because let's think about that ending table of of the yeah the hand but of the th- king that, and, that scene and... wasn't about Brienne that was about the future of the king I'm talking like just the act the character Brienne like her that's, final okay. scene yeah, that is like, that's talking fair. about that Jamie. is fair that is fair but it's I not think the that worst but I don't like it I like it because. I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where we can just talk about timing and how I wish that there was more time with, of course, the Jamie and Brienne plotline and now with just Brienne's solo plotline, all of that stuff happening. But I did like where it left off that she isn't resentful towards Jamie. It's kind of like, like if you are deeply in love with somebody, it doesn't matter how much you like them, like or if somebody else is deeply in love with a different person than you, like you can love them as much as you want and you guys can even have infatuations with each other, but this person is bound this other person and I like i think it was different than infatuation there was this like respect between yeah. the two well, of them well, that was before yeah, or it's after more, it they is banged. more than infatuation but, but i i do want to ask like would you change this yes other than just adding more time i think would that you would significantly add, I like, change it i yes. wouldn't significantly change it because i think that i've been really going on and on like thinking about this whole storyline because I love the things that happen in episode four. I just wish there was more time to breathe within those moments. But this seems like Jamie's logical conclusion. Like you can say it's nihilistic or whatever that like he's just he uh, dies serving his queen. He's going to be stuck like in his old ways, though, just in love with his sister and dying for his sister. But I think that that almost makes it's very it's poetic. It's Shakespearean, whatever you want to call it. But it seems like the logical end for these characters. I think i think you could do jamie being the cynical ending where jamie jamie returns to cersei and dies with her without jamie and brienne like banging and have some having some kind of like pseudo romantic relationship because I, I still i've said off mic but i think that's just like a fundamental misunderstanding of that relationship uh where it seemed more of like a uh, a really deep friendship based on respect rather than a romantic thing uh which so i don't like it at all um, but I do think that Jamie, Jamie, it does feel right. It makes sense. I just wish the way they got there would be better. I've said that many times in the last I, six episodes. I will say that the moment when Jamie and Brienne actually had sex was very, very fan service. Th- that was th- that's that's the old episode, but, you know. So, but it's like the show had set us up to expect moments like that. You know, it was already changed. It it has already been a, a show that gives us fan servicey moments. I just yeah, so I, don't, I don't I don't accept that though. It's still bad. But <laughs> I don't, it wouldn't. It, why would you expect it to take a hard right turn? No, I am back I am, to where I am, it con- used I am to continuing be. my dissatisfaction that I have felt for three episodes now with that. That's all. So I just it's not like, worse. I I don't really have a problem with fan service if it seems logical to the characters is my whole thing. And Jamie and Brienne have always had chemistry together. I know we're kind of, at this point we're just almost like recapping the entire season, but I don't personally have a problem with that. I will say that I really like how this show ends. I did, I did correctly predict right before the episode. I said Sansa will be queen and John will join the night's watch. She wasn't queen of Westeros, but she is queen of the North, which seems so well more, done. It seems like the most logical thing. That yeah, back to the positive. It is just like the the actors really just give it their all and really just lock down these endings where it just it feels right. And I didn't expect to say that by the end of the show. It actually feels like a proper conclusion. May not the execution is my favorite thing or some of the storylines, but I am. Very pleased that it kind of can I pay it like, lightly touched stuck the landing. Can like, I very pay lightly. my own money to just watch 
the King's Landing like sitcom based yeah. off of this <laughs> new realm that we have here. I'm yeah. so all in on this. I we will got, give you all of my money. HBO, we got Tyrion, Braun, Davos, Samwell, fucking Tarly, Maester. He's the Maester. King of Westeros, brand the broken. Dude, start. this is am- plus. And they still, they still have three more positions to fill. They talk about they're gonna bring like some like bring some perspective uh, people come up in here. Give me that show. Just give me that. Yeah. show. I want to see that. I show. don't care. You can have the budget be like ten bucks. Just pay the actors enough that they'll be there and don't have it. Just have it all be yeah. in that room. Who's even give me the biggest... twelve angry men? But what is the West what is version? What is Dinklage I want to see Davos and Braun hang out. <laughs> I yeah. just I'm all in say, on this. Sorry. What what else is Dinklage doing? What else are are any of those people doing? I think they're done. Gwendolyn Christie is no longer Captain um, Phasma, bro. Braun is busy being in John Wick Chapter Three, Paradise, and right. the Gunslinger Amazon show. Oh shit! Not that relevant, but <laughs> I did. I did want to say if we're kind of recapping the whole season or that, the show or the show in general that it, the it, the show encapsulates this feeling of people to want to gravitate towards a singular cultural artifact, right and. It, to say that that nothing else will replace Game of Thrones is foolish because something else eventually will. But I think what won't happen is people getting together at the same time every single week to watch it. Yeah, and I'm not sure if that will actually happen. And and this season it's been up and down in terms of quality and with the writing and everything, but it still remains a good show and yep. earlier uh, harry you you brought up these petitions that are <laughs> uh getting you know i guess signed. millions of signatures i don't think it's millions no it's like thousands but i hope not <laughs> the problem there is that the internet perpetuates those things and we get these sites that run these stories about like, oh, everyone's angry about Game of Thrones and they're signing a petition. If the site didn't run the story, then people wouldn't know about the petition to sign. You know, I can't speak to shitty uh, online media practices when it comes to covering Game of Thrones. But, uh, you know, I do think it's a very interesting, weird show as a whole where the, the first half is just rock solid. And then the second half is, uh, let's just say, inconsistent at best. But like it, it just... It's a very cool, interesting show, and, I, and I, I do feel like this doesn't salvage the season entirely for me. I still think it's, like, decent or okay. It's like, it's like middle tier of the I, whole I, series. I, I think I'd give it a C plus, maybe a B minus, but I'm feeling I'd go C B. I'd go B. I feel like it's, but I feel like part of this thing is grading Game of Thrones on a scale. It's grading it compared to the other seasons. If we yeah. just take this show compared to everything else on television well, it's so this much is upper better tier. But i don't like, want to i, I don't want to do that though see, I, that's why it to I, Game still of think, I still think I, I think that as far as like the series goes i don't think that this is the best i don't think it's the worst either though i'd still no. put i'd still probably say that this is better than five or seven definitely definitely better than seven i might think i think i think it's better be than better. five like i still think that this is kind of it's middle of the pack as far as game of thrones goes but well, you know, just I, I, don't, I don't know. I, you're right. I'm grading it in a different way. Is, where the the first half was some of the best television ever. Yeah, and it had the potential to be like the greatest show. Yeah, ever. and I just I'm just 
my, my, my core emotion of Game of Thrones is usually just frustration. But so the, I do the, want... the degree of difficulty yeah. was so intense, and yeah. you factor in the fact that it got so huge yeah. and so popular that these actors wanted to demand higher salaries, and the writers started to sign Star Wars contracts and whatnot, that you, you get this... Uh, Deadline, these expiration Frankenstein's dates monster that they're you just get the Kyburn of it all. They're <laughs> just <laughs> pedaling as know. fast as possible to the finish line that oh. you can't possibly get something that is as good as when the show, as when everyone was just zeroed yeah, I into do, the quality. I, I do want to say, I mentioned like right after like the show and or before the show aired that like really thinking about it because I mean. I've even had my major criticisms with the show, but whenever I think about this compared to like another one of the biggest HBO properties, Westworld, this show, even at its worst, is so much better than Westworld, and, and it's did- not even close. Like West, this show has the spectacle; it has enough of a story there that keeps you, like, at least somewhat invested because there are actual stakes in this world, like. The actual, it's just so much better than something like that. And that if that's the other, like, premium show that... Not at this point. If HBO... But, I mean, they still are, like, kind of pushing it. Well, like, little did we know... You can buy Westworld action figures Little did shit. we know that at the end of this finale, it zoomed out and we found out that it was all actually set in the world of... Uh, Westworld. <laughs> it's in a snow you were really it's just pushing another for park. This. this was one of your predictions that did not pay off. No, all, but I really did, did every, everyone missed the after the credits moment where we see Anthony Hopkins standing in front of uh, Drogon, and Drogon is a robot. I really I like that myself. they did not like explain what happened to the dragon. That's it's good. just like yeah, there's a. Dra- I like it a lot. It's like it's kind of fun just to think that there's a roaming dragon in the world of Westeros. Well, and that's why th- that's one of the reasons why I love this episode is because it was so, it was so much more chill than so many more episodes where it, like just the pacing was incredible. Where it's just like we're just gonna sit here, we're just gonna take our time with well, these characters, yeah. and these scenes. And guess what? There's gonna be loose ends. Who gives a uh, shit? Yeah, yeah, no, Not is, everything ties up nice and neat. This like, was we the just cl- have this. Yeah, this is the cleanest, nice, nicest ending they could have, where they just hit the beats that they need to that makes sense and like kind of gives you an idea of how things will go forward. But they don't need to, you know, lock down everything. Yeah. I, I think they. I appreciate that they knew what to focus on. In this last episode, are we okay with where Danny's storyline ended? No, I think it was dumb. It but was it was dumb in the way that they got there, but I don't think it was dumb in the way it ended. Well, that was, but I, so five five episodes was dumb it's, of six. It's, I mean, I, I, again, I think that this is like this story arc makes so much sense for the character. We just didn't have enough time there. I think it's the same yeah. criticism that goes for most of the show. Like, I, I wish this season. Yeah, I wish that the writers had not done a six episode season and had done more. Like I know, if, if, I'm sorry if they were uncomfortable or they wanted to make something else, but like you made a worse show because it you had less have, time. If, I'm you should have passed on the baton to somebody if you like really were just yeah that is into it. Like I, I don't. They still did a decent job. Though. I still want to say like they did a solid job. I want to defend D and D because I feel like everybody else is just shitting on them. To death. I mean, the I, I think to, the uh, the biggest thing is they should have they should have handed the show off. They should have. They shouldn't have said that they were going to finish it. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, they're not bad showrunners. They are not bad writers. Uh, they were given a very very tough task here, and I think that they. You're right. I think they've done it. You know, competently, adequately. Okay. Let's play a little 
a short game here. Okay. If you were running this show and you had the opportunity to talk to the creator of the source material and get him to tell you how the rest of the story plays out, would you say yes or would you say maybe not? Let's break it off into our own thing. I think it would be I I would be weirdly more interested if they just broke off entirely. That would never happen in a hundred years. They, they they had to follow Imagine, the tracks. What if by the what if the show just ended at episode five? Ended with John dying, and there was like twenty five years of speculation before George writes the next book. That'd well, be incredible. Done. I mean, that's where the books are at right now. Yeah, it's that exactly. John dies. And yeah, then. I don't think this was a good situation for anyone involved, like figuring out how to end this behemoth. But um, you know, I, I, I there's no way they couldn't like stick to the tracks that the original author. You, I think now I'm kind of picturing like a Harry Potter franchise or like the eighth book. I mean, it's I, just this whole other thing. There's a small part of me that thinks that the bullet points that George R. gave uh, uh, Benny Avin Weiss are bullshit. And that he thought that this was a good alternative for them to go uh, down. You think he fed him bad info? Oh, man. Bad info? That would be the greatest <laughs> flex of all time. That would oh, be a man. greater flex than Bran taking over as the king. <laughs> I, I think – I don't know the guy – but I think that based on the world that he's created and the characters that he's created, it would be amazing for him to have that cynical worldview and say, like, fuck you, HBO. Fuck you, big media and mainstream my shit. Property. And I'm going to do my own thing. This is a weird episode Well, guess what? Television. I do know George R.R. We're good buds. Okay. What did he say? He, he said it was solid. He said the, new, the season was solid. Are you familiar with the website oddshark.com? <laughs> yes, I am. So, oh I of course you're asking the degenerate gambler of this podcast. Negative what are you 500 about? odds that Brand Stark was going to take. So that's no, no, no. So that's that's I, a leak. I don't right know there. if you guys know what that means. Um, so that means that that has much, to be a leak. So yeah, that means that Brand was the favorite. He was at you had to bet one fifty to win a hundred dollars. No, but that means that people knew what was going to so happen. So that's what I brought that up off mic before this happened. I There's remember no way. if you go back to the first episode that we did of this podcast, I read out who was going to be the favorite to sound the throne, and Brand was the favorite, and I was like, well, this is stupid. There's so no it way that had it, to be a leak. Brand there's was no way the that favorite. it leaked all the way back then. I'm telling you, like that's I that, whenever I was betting on. Because, you know, I'm the general gambler of this <laughs> podcast network. However, I was betting on who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. John was like three to one odds and Bran was the favorite. And I was like, well, that's stupid. I'm going to just put some money down on John over here. Needless to say, I don't have a house anymore. I bet everything oh, I own hey, on John. Uh, John and Daenerys' child is plus 3,000. That didn't go well. <laughs> Are you like pulling up a web- like a shot of the odds like from preseason launch davos is plus fifteen thousand. <laughs> jesus christ before i forget how did we feel about Tyrion's uh big speech about the power of, of stories because that is a seemed like a weirdly affectionate little what did we learn lesson for George, about george R. R. martin or something like that that feels like something very much in his indulgent wheelhouse oh, well, I, mean, I thought it was more like I, it was more like the power of television yeah, oh, well, you think so? I think that <laughs> yeah, it, was, maybe. it was both those things where it was like that. It was very indulgent, but also seeing Sam bust out a song of ice and fire. I cannot like, believe that happened. That's, but I love it. 
I love that shit. I I'm think like, I love it. I'm like, if you're gonna do it, then just fucking do it. This and is what, own it, and this, then make a joke about how Tyrion's not in it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm into. This is my like. That's like the perfect example of like. It's the level of dumb I've come to expect, but it's really, really funny and nice. And it's like it's like the it's like the flip side, the positive side of this kind of new approach they've been doing the last few seasons to have an actual like name of the show in the show for game of thrones that is insane <laughs> he should have called it a game of thrones it's like at the end of Mad Men, if someone walked by don draper saying you're a mad man don like it's fucking crazy like i can't believe hey they did walter that. white you're really breaking bad yeah right now. i know like it's i cannot like it's it's kind of a power move again they return to a theme it's really really hey, like cal wow. mclaughlin these are some twin peaks huh whoa <laughs> uh yeah i mean th- this is a fun episode. I had fun watching it. <laughs> it's all over. I'm gonna guys. miss this. Like, yeah, I nice. mean, okay. So I did want to also get back to you. I mean, you were talking about this whole idea of monoculture, and I think that you're right in that we're reaching this weird point now where TV is more and more fractured on what you're watching and whether or not you watch the new show on Hulu or Netflix or HBO or Amazon or wherever the fuck you're watching it. But less and less people are tuning in for live things. You know what? Know what? Like the highest rated things of the year are. It's the Super Bowl. The Bachelor season premiere, and then like Game of Thrones, like those are like the things that are people the Big actually Bang still theory finale. Yeah, Big Bang Theory, which that's also gone. Talk about the death of monoculture, am I right? <laughs> um, but I mean, it's just kind of amazing that in this year we're going to get Avengers Endgame, which is the end of this huge chapter, probably going to be the highest grossing movie ever. The end of Game of Thrones, the biggest television show ever, and I mean, we'll see what happens from here. But the Last Skywalker. That is going to at least end this trilogy of films that we're seeing. And it's going to be huge. Like, it's Star Wars. It's, it's But it's kind of amazing that this is all happening in one year that we're getting all this. Not to mention Rocket Man. Of course. Yesterday. Godzilla. Sounds good. Secret Life of Pets 2. Aladdin. Tolkien. Tolkien. <laughs> Tolkien. But speaking of speaking of Tolkien, uh, did anyone feel like John's like uh, boat scene was kind of a big uh, kind of a nod towards Lord of the Rings, it right? I mean, like right? A Lord of the Rings reference. Yeah, yeah. I like that because uh, he's he's such a big uh, fan of uh, J.R. Tolkien. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but J.R.R. Well, there's a whole trailer that explains. Okay. I'm serious. That one of the trailers of this movie explains how you pronounce his name. Wow. And that's how they're selling the movie. Well, <laughs> no orcs. <they> got <laughs> Not a single orc. God it's just it. how you pronounce the name. That's why everyone is seeing it, it and it's going to be the number one movie. That's why all 18 people in the world have seen it so far. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been real. It's the last episode of Can Game we of just Thrones. come back here and just talk for an hour next yeah. week? I'm going to miss you guys uh, while I'm just crying alone in my bed. At least, at least we have his dark materials. <laughs> <laughs> this that- is your resident Chernobyl podcast. Soon to be your resident West, uh, Westworld? Westworld podcast. No, no, no. We're not going to do it. No. Okay, good. Thank Dude. God. You know, I was scared there for a as second. A, as a final note, I'll say that... I think there is still going to be shows that capture the attention of everyone. But as the world burns and everything dies, yeah. maybe don't put your attention towards television. I like maybe that. Uh, embrace the emergency <laughs> Stop of <our>. the complete <laughs> collapse 
of the earth. Stop us. Get out of house. And now that Game of Thrones is over, maybe start caring about the fact that humanity won't survive. Maybe past... start caring about climate How change. How long have you I been holding know, this in with the Game of Thrones? Is there like a disclaimer each episode? Like, by the way, PSA 20 years long. max. Best hurry on this. Scientists <laughs> have said yeah. that if we do nothing within the next 10 years, the earth will. Are you just quoting First Reformed at this point? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> What have we done have to we, God's creation? Have we, is this going to be a first reform fan cast? Each episode's a different yes. angle of. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're yeah. just talking Back all to the before angles. I forget. Yeah, so this uh, Game of Thrones is a very weird show. I think it's fascinating. It's a fascinating cultural artifact that's going to like definitely. It's 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 made its mark for a long time on television. Uh, ultimately, I think it's kind of an inconsistent uh, middle. T- Hired mid to high tier show. I don't think it's in the A list. Ultimately, uh, if someone asked me to watch, I'd probably recommend a few shows first. But you know, it, it, it did was peak. It, it peaked a long time ago. It peaked, I think, back in like second year of college. But like it, it, it did relatively stick the landing. I feel pretty good. I don't feel like I wasted my time. I'm gonna wait a while before I watch it again. But uh, I'm happy. So do, do we have I'm, a favorite moment of the I, episode? Well, before yeah. I get into that. Um, because I do have a favorite moment of the episode, but since we're just recapping our thoughts on Game of Thrones, so I wanted to say, I think that this show at one point had the potential to be, like, one of the all-time greats. Yeah, like, top three, top two. Like, it could have been up there with, like, Sopranos, Breaking Bad, whatever you have in your list. Especially for me, personally, I was really vying to be, like, my favorite television show of all time. It didn't end up there... But this is still like a top ten, top fifteen show for me. Like I still like I love this show. This show is like ever fulfilled like some of the best highs that I've ever felt watching a TV show. Even rewatching, like I did a little bit of a soft rewatch before the season started, and like there's just some moments that just like give you fucking chills when you're watching them. Like they just bring you in with the spectacle of it all. Not to mention early seasons of storytelling. I I mean it's not one of the best shows ever but i do think that it really has a lot to offer and i think that if you guys have stuck around to this podcast but you've never checked out an episode you might want to give the show a try just start it like episode one and watch like every other episode i would just be like have you seen have you seen barry have you seen deadwood have you seen Mad Men? have you seen breaking bad have you seen all those okay then check out game the of leftovers the leftovers uh bojack horseman um, smallville arrested development smallville <laughs> <laughs> the like, bachelor the bachelorette yeah there's a lot to like with this show man and it really did hit Riverdale. those highs yeah <laughs> favorite favorite moments before we wrap up favorite moment uh Boy, uh, honestly, just my my emotional favorite moment was just a brand dropping that. Why do you think I came here? Uh, line that was just unbelievable. I favorite, moment, I literally, I stood up. Favorite but, moment of the series. Uh, it might be that one. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, just um, fuck, man. Uh, the best. Go. Yeah, you go, Hunter. I think. Oh, oh shit! Pass of okay. the series. Favorite moment of this episode was the three, the four Stark children together saying their John saying his goodbyes so effective like that just really hit me in the gut favorite episode of the entire series was definitely a bad plan um i think that that just i think it actually worked dividends for them um no capture the walk i don't know i don't know a favorite episode favorite moment that's a tough i would think favorite episode is hard home um fair but your favorite moment is not inside of that episode I, there's see, so I don't many know. moments. There's so many moments. That's a, what is your favorite moment? Is it Mountain and the Viper? 
Yeah, uh, the mountain fucking gouging out the eyes of the you viper. Murdered her. You know what my favorite? You killed her. Right. Yeah, that <laughs> whole fight. That fight is incredible. That might be my number one moment, other than the red wedding. Um, I also love uh, John holding Egret in his arms as she dies. Oh, because of... I thought you were going to talk about in the cave. Ooh. Oh, when he knows nothing. You respected me there. You kissed me there. This is yeah. Also, I, I don't know. I, I love to kiss you there. I love John and <laughs> the Egret. Lord's kiss, man. John and Egret climbing, uh, climbing the wall. That was also really good. I got mine. It's uh, basically any scene with Varys and Littlefinger uh, just talking <laughs> yes. to each other. Yes. I think that's the show when it's like yep. there's nothing else like it on TV. Um, and basically the entirety of season four. I think that's one of the best seasons of television ever. Well, that's uh, when the mountain and the viper so happens. I agree. Yeah, that's very. Yep. It's great, great season moment. That's yeah. my number one just spot. Peter Dinklage yeah. just flexing, and there's an entire scene that just takes place in a courtroom. And it's amazing. Yeah. Tyrion just. As far as this off. finale, um, if I had to pick a favorite moment, I would probably pick uh, John and Daenerys and Drogon and the Iron Throne getting burned down. I thought that whole sequence was really well done. I was very, very impressed with the filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I did not think that uh, Benny Evans had it in them Good to pull off a, yeah. a scene like that. Uh, I would have liked for John to get scorched by Drogon. <laughs> that would have been better. But I still think it was very well done as far as the episode goes. Um, and yeah, Brand. I mean, you guys, you Dude. guys nailed it with Bran, Bran. being the the one to, to take it, it all. I think that was fucking incredible. Uh, and the whole montage at the end, they're going through all the Stark children and what they're up to. I think that was a great way to end it. MVP once again, Ramin Jawadi. Yes, he fucking oh. owned it. Unbelievable. So good. And in that last montage, there just comes through with a beautiful theme. And I'm kind of torn about the last shot that is just wildlings being led by John kind, going into the I, woods. I kind of like it a lot. I'm I, not sure. It's I weird. Love it. So, okay, so that kind of is similar to the final shot of the first episode. Is, is, is that yeah. John, John, is John the new Night King? The Walker. That's just that very stark, solemn opening within the in the uh, beyond the wall for the first episode. It's kind of mm-hmm. had that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, again. but what are they doing? They're gonna go uh, colonize or co- go hang out. Just keep walking. I mean, if Arya's just gonna keep sailing west, you just keep walking north. Are we hoping Arya's the new uh, spinoff? Uh, no, I don't want that. I of all of the Stark children to watch, I want to watch Arya's Adventures. That seems like a blast I to watch. That. We need we need more room between the spinoffs and the main. Give series. me well, like a one piece they're, they're style. They're just make doing, it animated. Do though just another pirate. That's not to be Arya. Like, that has okay. HBO has done a couple uh, animated with. Uh, Give me the One Piece starring Arya. I, I was just going to say play it that way. Yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, I'm so into that. <laughs> I was just going to say that we know one's definitely happening with Naomi Watts, but we don't have a plot synopsis. I think you just you do. We the, assume you, that'll be the long night. It's going to yeah. be a flashback. Go, it's not going to be a thousand years back. Yeah, do one entirely in Dorne at some other period. Please show Dorne. But we cannot end this podcast without shouting out the Young Prince of Dorne. You sure the, about that? The sequel. <laughs> Season two to the young pope is the young prince of Dorne. Um, it's he just... looked a little bit like Oscar Isaac. <laughs> he does. <laughs> just, just, just enough that he can just throw him in there. Yeah. 
he's like vaguely brown enough that they're just like, yeah, let's just put this guy in there. Expected mean, to see we got rid Robin. of all the other people of color of the like, show. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the optics of like the only uh, the ultimate villains of the show was like the woman and the people of color was a little rough in the beginning. The Dothraki are murderers. Yeah. And the like, unsullied are people who can't like, reproduce. It's like it's CB and Weiss are just like you know. Like, Why didn't Samuel Tarly go up there and be like, hey guys, I know this guy who is really good at golfing and <laughs> he knows the art of the deal oh, and don't worry like popular Trust me. vote doesn't count now you got yeah. to think guys, about we're going to make this we're, it's going to be called we're going to call it a we could say a, a college of electorals yes um, and he has a wife but it's his third one so it's fine don't worry, it's not his first. Uh, it's basically uh, your third wife. You're basically fucking your cousin, anyways. Yeah, so exactly. like, that's still it's that's exactly. the norm. And that's the Game of Thrones connection that we need to focus on. There. <laughs> and no, I, mean, yeah. I waited for it to pan out and say a time. He's <laughs> like 1925. <laughs> he's comes back in the future. Orange. Oh, whoa. Wow, doesn't yeah, that change that's everything? That's the person of color His that we need. Oh my god, <laughs> looks orange. God Everyone's like, yes. Even Edmund Tully, Tully, Edmund Tully. Tully, that, yeah, the Blackfish. Tully, kid, yeah. yeah. Who had a great run at Man. the great run at the throne, greatest run I've ever seen at the throne. <laughs> Shut down immediately. He that would, was such an Ed moment. He would I love vote, that. He that would was vote nuts. For Orange Man. He'd no, be like, no, oh, yeah. Ed would be just like, I'll vote for Ron Paul. I think that's I th- Ed. I think, that's the Ed of I think, this show. I think Schultz, <laughs> something like that. But Ed, I loved that moment of him where it's just like wait is ed about to have his moment here <laughs> and then Arya's like sit your fucking ass down <laughs> it's like all right yes all right thank god i, I got concerned sansa for a what was gonna happen being there. the yeah. queen in the north was probably no that's one why of the best I, that's one of the things the that i love i love where these characters end up like i love the I north agree. it just makes sense think about like she's like back- i'm actually uh, brother, I love you, but we gonna we gonna do us. Yeah, we're, we're not be the part North. of the seven. The North were anymore. always like, I mean, they were always very independent for like very long periods of time. So it just it makes sense to have this actually come like full circle on us. I mean, even think back to uh, Rob. Like they've always declared them the king of the North. It's never like the king of Westeros because they don't care. The Northern people are like. This is our yeah. group. And like, that was the opportunity us. to do that. Everyone was like, sure. Yeah. Do your thing. You could say they're the Ohio of um, the U.S. Or the Florida. Let's break yeah. off, man. Florida man is now North man. Beach bum. I think they should have all just gone to Dorne and hung out. Dorne's just chilling. It was Prince fine. of Dorne is just like, hey, look at Nothing. me. I got one Nothing. fucking line. There all I no said was zombies. I. Think about that. This dude got hired in there to be the young Prince of Dorne. He, all he had to say was, I. That's his only line. You know what? That's been, it. That's I, all he w- says. I wish there had been a single, a single scene in last episode or this one where it just cuts to Dorne hearing the news about what's going on at Westeros, just saying we're going to stay right out of that, and y'all there, can do your there's thing. There's like chilling on the beach yeah. with like a few like, just like women and just dudes just getting fucked up, drinking wine. Jimmy Buffett is there. <laughs> just, the buff just man. Like, now we're chilling down here. Snoop Dogg. You is said there. winters there? Nah, fuck that. Yeah, I mean. Chilling in my speed. I was just thinking Matthew more about... McConaughey is there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I liked where the show ended up. Do you I just th- think that this is like that Dorn is like Miami Beach? Ernest I'm thinking what? that pretty much. <laughs> like it's just like a fun place to be. Uh, one thing that we haven't really talked about a ton, I think that we probably might we might want to is just how I think a lot of the ways the show the show season got hamstringed is 
the utter void of chemistry between uh, Kit Harrington and, and Amelia, Clark. Amelia Clark, which it's is just, why yeah. I liked him stabbing her. It is, but like the fact that like a lot of their storyline and us watching that was based on their romance, it, it really just did not ever I, work. No, it didn't work. I did actually. I almost love the way that played out because you can yeah. tell. Like it's one of those uncanny things where you can't tell is this just bad chemistry between them or is John like hiding some secret shit here and it ends I, up being both. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing I will it. say yeah. uh, I loved John writing the dragon in the first episode that that was fucking incredible that was so good he had better chemistry with uh, Rhaegal than he did with Danny. so so good I am always going to remember that moment from this show is that final or not final but introductory moment you know what i'm gonna always like remember or at least think about how much money did it take for john to be able to touch ghost at the end there because they couldn't do it for one of the episodes so there's like we're gonna have him touch ghost for this one that was I, a great scene i'm gonna miss that well i've been missing it for like half the show but i'm gonna i've been missing that sort uh george r, r. martin kind of crackle when it comes to the dialogue and i almost want to re read I, the books to kind of get that pure uncut goodness to do a weird drug reference before but. we wrap up uh what's your favorite episode of the season of the sea uh, i think uh the episode right before the battle went to episode two because it just uh it was just knocking all of those beats home i think the scene with uh brianne and jamie uh J- brianne being knighting i think yeah. that's the best season uh season of like the the best scene of the past two seasons i think it's the closest thing to like having grace and beauty this show's ever gotten to lately that uh, whole episode i would yeah. say yeah um, and I, so I kind of wish that's where maybe some of those storylines ended because I didn't like what happened after. But like just that that nighting scene in and of itself was uh, phenomenal. Um, my top three, I kind of need to throw out the order. I think that my favorite episode, this might just be like the coming down off the high of watching it. But I think that the season finale was my favorite episode of this season. And then two and five are also just like two other excellent episodes. But I really think that these are three like top notch i think that they're like really up there as far as just being really good episodes of this entire show i feel like i really just wish that there was more space in the other three episodes because i don't necessarily think that they're bad episodes i think they just needed more timing or with the long night i wish that they were better lit but i actually really liked that episode after a rewatch i I watched that one a second time i feel like i did i feel like you didn't need a full battle episode because you needed more time to set up a lot of this shit i just want to yeah no well that that, exactly that's my whole thing is that i'm just like man we could just have like half an episode worth and then we could have been like danny just starting to do a little bit more things to lay the seeds like it's that's one of the things where it's like one of those spacing spots where i feel like that could have been part of like at least half of that episode give me 30 minutes give me like an hour of battle and then give me 30 minutes of just other things happening to set up other stuff that was going to happen the, the, this the, show. Sh- the showrunners have different priorities now and it's it is frankly the most beautiful thing on television maybe it's, ever I don't think I'm ever going to watch something as beautiful as this on TV again yeah. I mean like, just look at last amazing. week's episode that that's, shit that's was the, insane. It looked like a war movie. That's the best it looked like I was watching. Ever done. It looked like I was watching best. Children of Men. It's not like, my that that is my third favorite big battle or just big scale episode they've had. Uh, it's narrowly yeah. uh, going above Hard Home for me. They're they're both really good though. 
Um, again, it's just it's been a weird season where just the writing is noticeably worse. The acting is great. It's beautiful. You just see so many. This is the best acting of any yeah, season. Yeah, you see show. you see so many pieces working and fighting each other, but then sometimes succeeding in despite of it, and sometimes not. It, it is one of the weirdest endings to a show I, I have ever seen. I think we need to stress that the fact that the writing can be so inconsistent, but every other aspect be excelling. Well, you don't yeah, really that's pace. why I still pacing's also really... a problem. But yes, I well, agree. But with that's the part other. of the writing. Okay, the, I, I, the I mean, like the act, I was thinking but like actual I, dialogue. I just but, think yeah. it's so insane that we have a show that like the actors are putting in work, the VFX, the set designers. Aside from that Starbucks cup, <laughs> everyone is just <laughs> that's excelling. Fun, I don't know. Yeah. And then the writing is I, just not there. There that's was just one moment. There was one moment. I won't say I saw a box. But there is one moment where it's just Arya and John standing there on the thing, and I thought that I might have seen a silhouette, maybe something coming down there. He's not that tall. He's not that tall, guys. Because he is not taller than Sansa. That is some bullshit. There's a reason why he's wearing that long-ass cloak, okay? Like, he's covering up, (laughs) say, standing on something. Yeah. Well, on that note, Kit Harrington. I I love you, Kit. I hope, we see you, I hope we see you again in more things. And like Game of Thrones says, the real power was stories all along. <laughs> Remember wow. that, guys. Wow. It's not a great note to leave on, but, you know, it seems it, oddly it, it appropriate. Was, it was a podcast called We Bought a Mic. That was, that was the real song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> the song of Ice and Fire was inside us all along. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for sticking around <laughs> with us on this journey. Um, I hope you... Listen to more episodes of this show, even though we don't talk about Game of Thrones. We talk about a lot of great things here, including... You probably kept waiting for us to just eventually turn to a Barry podcast, and we didn't. And maybe we should have, but <laughs> I'm glad you. that we did not at this Barry point. Barry is amazing, and maybe so will the, all the other shows that Game of Thrones is advertising. We'll see. We won't do a dedicated podcast on them. But we'll talk about him. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll get really wrapped up in his dark materials. This is HDM watch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out. Our watch has ended. And it was a very fun watch. I've had a lot of fun talking this with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I've been Ernest. Hunter. Harry. And uh, we'll see you next time on not Game of Thrones. Until then. I'll just be walking in a straight line north. Yeah. And I'll be uh, a dead body hanging by Drogon's sharp what's happening claws. With dead bodies? It's be... fine. Just don't worry about Don't, don't worry about, about what's it. happening in the dead I'll, bodies don't in worry. King's Landing right I'll be now. sitting with my Kyburn's number one foam finger <laughs> till the end. I'll be, I'll be Tyrion. You're trying to resurrect Kyburn's. <laughs> I'm bringing body. it back. I'll be Tyrion talking to Bran being like, computer, pull up the next 200 years. I'll be history. applying Euron's eyeliner. God, his makeup guy, guys. So long. Goodbye.